All right, welcome into the latest Mount to West Connection Basketball Podcast Edition. Championship week recap. We'll give our off-the-cuff preview of Iowa State. Um, yeah, they won the Big 12. That's pretty cool. Good for them. MWCConnection.com. That's our little website. You can check out our probably 88% basketball coverage going forward for the next few weeks. Jeremy Moss with Eli Betker. And how was your bracket, Eli? How did you compare? My, we'll my start- bracket for the Mountain West Tournament? Eh, NCAA tournament. Well, we you want you like you like San Diego State. They almost made it. We'll start there. You were pretty close on the Aztecs. Oh man, I, I was close. And you know what? When when you guys tweeted at me, when when the account tweeted at me, when <laughs> STSU was down eighteen at halftime in UNLV, I was like, oh Whoops. man, I'm, I'm I'm never coming back to this podcast. But uh, <laughs> but they, hey, hey, they uh, they pulled through and and they played pretty well. Obviously, the Aztec fans are a little upset, and that's justified. But it was an entertaining tournament. I thought all these teams really put it on the line. It was fun to watch. Yeah, UNLV nearly pulled it out when they were um, – it's like, what is this Rebels team? Oh, home court advantage. They got this. And then, <laughs> whoops. And then they go off in overtime. They, overtime, where they score two points overtime and lose by 10. Yeah, yeah, it was 12 and that opening. Yeah, it was ridiculous. Uh, but as, the Aztecs, they – I wonder if it would have helped them. Malik Pope was more healthy for that game, but it happens. Yeah, it, he was – yeah, he was shaken up, and, and he played pretty well regardless. He was awesome in the win against Boise, but, uh, yeah, it, it would have helped out. So what, what surprised you in tournament? Because we had the top um, three, of the, oh, three of the top four seeds, first time the tournament champ, or the fourth time, I should say, ever won the number one seed, won the tournament. Like, what was any big revelation during the tournament you felt? Like, oh, this is pretty cool, or anything particular? Was it Nevada having to come back that second half versus Fresno? I think that's probably the most impressive part of the whole tournament. I think that was really impressive. It was interesting and also strange to see what Nevada did throughout this conference tournament because you look at what they did the first half of the Fresno State game and the second half of the Fresno State game. Um, I they, they were I don't remember what their percentage was, but their shooting in the first half against Fresno was just awful. And then the second half they went 19 of 23, which was – just absolutely ridiculous. They could not miss from three. They even had one or two and ones from three. And then um, they, they carried it through to the start of the first half of the Colorado State game in the final. And um, and then they cooled off in the second half. They made only four field goals the entire second half against Colorado State and still managed to win. So uh, like I've said before, the Wolfpack team, they're incredibly streaky but they're fun to watch when they're on, and, and they had just enough in the tank to beat Clavel and the Rams. Yeah, in that game, yeah, they started off big. Like, it got, cause CSU made a comeback in that second half, but that game, they were, I want to say they are comfortably ahead, like, but looking at the, because uh, they weren't, because CSU made it close, because if you look at the game flow, they were up, what, 12, 13 points, 12 points in the first half, then the Rams came back where they tied at one point at 51. Rams were on a little bit of run, or I mean, Nevada did. And then end up being it's kind of a a chase. CSU just couldn't go over that. But it just reminds me of this game a little bit of when New Mexico played Harvard. I mentioned this game a couple of times when they back in Salt Lake. I watched them live. Nevada or New Mexico. I keep saying Nevada because they're playing, but they're playing Harvard and New Mexico. What was that? Was New Mexico a two seed that year or a three seed? I think they were a three seed. They're pretty high up. A couple years ago, like four or five years, four years ago, I think. This reminds me of that game where. They, Harvard got to a big lead, double-digit lead. I think that's year they had Tony Snell, the Lobos did, but it kept they kept coming back. Princeton right there, keep coming back. 
And then at one point, I never got to ask the question because I got cut off or wasn't able to ask it, but I was going to ask a point. Like, there was a point where, in that game where, because this game, CSU never had the lead late in the game. They tied it, but they never got ahead, if I'm correct. It ended up being, what, 65-66, something really close. They tied it at 51. But there's like about almost, I don't remember the time frame, but I just remember my question to then-coach Steve Alford. I'm like, at the point, was there any? I know, I know he would just say no. There's not because there's still time left in the game. But it's like if you ever played sports or done anything or any games, like you're losing, you're losing. You finally get that one or two, in basketball, especially one or two point, three point lead on one shot. Like you finally come back, you get ahead, and you're supposed to win. You're the favorite, and once you get ahead, it's like okay, we got this. We're gonna win. I was gonna ask the question in that vein, even though I know he'd say no because there's still X amount of minutes left. But this game was kind of like that. The Rams got just close enough where they were tied. Like okay, we're back in this game. Then Nevada goes on a run. So those two games kind of remind, remind me a bit where you get right there, you tie it, or you get a, a short lead or a small lead, couple points. You figured, okay, we got this, we're coming back. But the other team has their own, pulls themselves back up and keeps going on and goes for the victory. So that game kind of reminded me of that. But Rams are a good team, but Wolfpack just, they've been putting it together and they've been winning and they just held off the run by the Rams. And they are the uh, conference uh, champions because uh, this this Rams team, we got Clavel. What did he score? Thirty points. Excellent yeah, game. Yeah, he finished with thirty. How do you? I think I mentioned this before, but how many goose eggs has uh, Carvacho had, or is that how you say his name? Yeah, it's Carvacho. He Carvacho he has, goose egg. Um, a couple. Yeah, he's he's had a couple, but he's a decent player. But this team relies so much on Clavel, um, and and it makes sense. Clavel is just an amazing player. I think just going back to your whole momentum talk. I think CSU tied the game up at 51, as we mentioned. And then I think Nevada was shooting free throws, I want to say. Uh, no, no, excuse me. Uh, CSU turned Nevada over, had a chance to take the lead with a layup, uh, which was missed. I think CSU also got offensive rebound and wasn't able to, to take the lead for the first time all game. And then the following possession, Eustachie got called for a technical and uh, for, for crossing half court, I believe he was trying to call a timeout. Uh, but he got whistled for a technical. And uh, just the momentum went right back. And you can see it on the win probability graph. It, it goes 50, When it's tied at 51, Nevada has about 60% chance of winning. And then right after Nevada's next basket, it just skyrockets back up to the mid-80s in terms of win probability. So I think that was the game right there. And uh, from that point on, CSU had to play from behind. But... Uh, when you when you rely on just one player like like CSU does so much with Clavel, I know they have a Mogbo and and Prentice Nixon played really well, but um, they just didn't have enough in the tank. No, I'm looking at. I won't go back to Cavaccio, not to stomp on him a little bit, but three of his past four games, zero points. And another goose egg was again is lost to Nevada to end the reg- and near the end of the re- or to, excuse me to end the regular season. It, it's tough when you get a short bench, but you got to score something, man. Come on. Right, yeah, it's an issue because you're only playing six guys more than 15 minutes a game, so everyone has to step up, and the imbalance scoring uh, it makes it especially difficult for CSU. But I didn't, I didn't know Carracho had three goose eggs in four games, but that makes it extremely difficult when you're playing 35 minutes a game and you can't put points on the board. And there's more you can add to the game, obviously, but um, you have to put something in. Yeah, because he only shot twice. He did have three assists, four rebounds, and a steal. But you got to 
do a little bit more than that. But they had, and then off the bench, only two points. They both, the benches were both thin. Nevada got Hall had 12 off the bench, but Nevada had multiple scores. It's an eight point game. It was a close game. And then you mentioned, like we mentioned, free throws and issues. That's a big deal as well. <laughs> I guess we thought more of the New Mexico team, but did you, during the game, did you notice? Was What do you think? Was Nevada just more aggressive? Why they got 35 to 11 free throws? It, it was bizarre because. About midway through the second half, it seemed like everyone on Twitter, CSU or Nevada fans, were fighting over, oh, the refs hate us, oh, the refs hate us. Everyone thought that the refs were out to get them. I thought the game was decently officiated. Uh, Nevada's got some guys that really attacked the lane, and, and Clavel did it so much throughout the game. But uh, I believe CSU is known to be a team that, that fouls a lot. Um, mm-hmm. they, they send opponents Which to is weird. Which is weird when they play seven players. Yeah, isn't it? Because, yeah, you lose one guy and then you're down to just five men, um, which is tough. But uh, Wolfpack has got to be thankful for the stripes because without them, they wouldn't have won this game. They they scored 20 more points than CSU at the free throw line alone, uh, which is which is massive. It's unlike anything I've seen since probably a New Mexico game. Uh, that was the difference. <laughs> well, and, all, and they win with Oliver scoring four points. That's a big deal. Oliver, as well. Two and Oliver nine, didn't four look points. right to me. There was there was something up. He didn't seem to be a hundred percent. There he was kind of jogging down to the court sometimes, and and he was banged up a little bit. But uh, and he's only played twenty eight minutes too. So yeah, it's a foul trouble. But he had fourteen rebounds, which helped. But man, these CSC, these two teams also like to chuck the threes. It's like, come on, make a freaking three point. <laughs> They're about combined three point attempts. Uh, about what? Not even thirty percent. Twenty eight to sixty for the team or teams. Ugh. Let me ask you this. So let's um, should we just go to the NCAA tournament now? Because what else is there? Do you have any other things you want to say about the Mountain West tournament? Anything interesting that happened? Or Nick Duncan's done. That's a kind of a sad thing. He's out of uh, at least. Uh, well, they got the NIT, but Nick, yeah, no more Duncan. Yeah. That's too bad. I, I like watching Duncan play. He was really entertaining. But I think BSU's in good hands for the next few years or so. It was a good tournament. I'm glad that um, even though it was a difficult year for the conference as a whole, uh, the championship was fantastic. We had a lot of good early games. First day was bad. <laughs> I'll give you that much. First day was, yeah. was was pretty rough. But from then on... Well, the Aztecs-UNLV game was... I think the third game was okay once the second half started going. It, it it was only interesting in the fact that the Aztecs came back, but yeah, um, it, <laughs> just the way that the game was played was rough. But uh, it was a really good tournament. I, I was entertained. It was fun. Yeah, this tournament's always fun to watch. Um, I've been to it once. It watched a ton on TV, obviously. But like, there were some blowouts. Like the first New Mexico game was interesting. It was close. CSU Air Force was a stinker. A couple stinkers in there, but there like most of the games, like semifinals were good just because CSU. Did enough to uh, versus San Diego State, but Nevada Fresno was a even though it was a double digit victory. That twenty was it twenty three to four run or something like that. They were, I, th- I think it was, yeah. I just remember a point like Fresno went like eight minutes without um, making a bucket or something. So should we get to the turn? The uh, and should we do NIT first or NCAA? What do you prefer? Um, how about we how about we do NCAA and then and then talk a little bit about the NIT? Sure, we'll do that. So. NCAA tournament, Nevada. Yes, Nevada. <laughs> we'll get to that in a minute. They draw Iowa State, who won the Big Twelve tournament, but did they? They didn't because Kansas lost a freaking TCU. I should have had this up here, but who did they? Do you know who they beat in succession to win? 
Uh, I can pull up real quick. I know that they... Uh, I have it. They beat Oklahoma State by nine. Uh, Oklahoma State's a decent team. They beat TCU handily, which is expected, and then they uh, beat West Virginia, which it, that's a good team, but they, they struggle from the field. Yeah, so they were the four seed one. They didn't play – not that you, don't need, that you need to play Kansas, but they're the four seed. They have a they're, – they're, we'll get to more early. It's so early, so we're still doing research on these teams. Like a couple of things, like I go to Draft Express, they have a pretty cool thing out where – He's like, because those guys are like, hey, check out the top players from each team for pro prospects. And if you ever heard of this guy, Monty Morris, you probably should. He, uh, what does he do here? 16 points, six assists, four, almost five rebounds per game. They rank him as the 49th best prospect, but then they also have Nevada with uh, Cameron Oliver. Was he 60, I think? 61. So there's a couple pros on these teams. He's probably the best guard they face. This is, um, who would you put better, Iowa State or St. Mary's? Who do, who do I think is a better team? Yeah, who would you say is a better team? I think Iowa State hands down. I, I, I've, I've seen a lot of St. Mary's games this year, mm-hmm. and you, you know how I'm a fan of the mid-majors, and I really like Gonzaga, but I just haven't been impressed with St. Mary's. I think Iowa State's a, a much better team. Okay, because in the ranking, Iowa State's not even, not the top 25 matter, but they're not even, uh, they're 23rd, 24th. So with this team, like, here's the, here, we'll get to the fun stuff here. This game, it's on True TV, so... Also, let me give you a heads up. Follow True TV on Twitter right now because they're going to be on fire. Because people are like, where's True TV? I can't get this game. True TV. Where, what? You show that comedian show? You got that Shaq show on there? What is this? You got... Ugh. So follow them because they'll be amazing as always. <laughs> Do you watch anything on True TV outside of basketball? I can confidently say I've never spent a second on True TV not watching anything besides the NCAA tournament. I've seen a little bit. There's a show Adam ruins everything. That's pretty. It's very hilarious. Pretty good. You kind of you kind of learn while also fun. It's kind of funny. And sometimes I'll watch, I'll watch that Practical Joker show, show on. If I'm just flipping around, if it's on, I may sit there for five minutes or ten minutes. So those are shows you'll probably see through all the ads every time when you <laughs> watch these games. So yeah, follow their Twitter account. It's a good time too. It's a Thursday game. It's approximately 10 p.m. on the East Coast, so seven o'clock. So plenty of time for locals out there in the Pacific time zone to watch this game, not super late, which is good. Man, when I lived in New York City, it was or near there it was tough to watch these games. Like ten o'clock tip, really? We got another game going on. <laughs> Stay oh, up till one AM watching basketball. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I mean, that's what I'm gonna have to do next weekend. You're gonna be gone out and you're gonna be out there somewhere. Oh, wait, I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna be out of the country. So I think the latest game starts like two AM local. I'm gonna be able to where see you, the, the first weekend, but Where are you yeah. going? You want to, to tell Scotland. us where you're going? Yeah, going to Scotland. During March, you're going to Scotland. I know. I who, was play, like, who, who planned this? I, you know what? I did, honestly. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I'm going to have to figure it out because the, the earliest game starts at 5 p.m., so that's going to be tough. But I'll be able to watch the uh, the first first three days, so that'll be good. It's good to know. All right. So, but to, what, Is there a geo restriction on the March Madness app? I don't know. I've, I emailed them. I'm trying to get this thing figured out because <laughs> I – I need this. I wait all year for this. <laughs> no kidding. You wait. But you'll have fun. It's gone. I'll be good. You'll, 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 how long are you going to be gone? You're just going to, you're going to be there for the first weekend. You'll see, you'll be here in town or not abroad this weekend, right? You'll be here. Yes. Yeah, so I'm leaving Seattle Saturday afternoon. And I'm coming back, uh, the following Sunday morning. Okay. So you can just stay up and watch the, the elite eight games that Sunday morning, right? Yeah. Yeah. It'll, it'll be fine. I'll make it yeah. work. You'll figure it out. You'll, Paris, go to Twitter. Somebody's got Periscope, maybe. You never know. Oh yeah. If you, you know put what, Twitter, the hey, first two days are the best. 
Yeah, that that's true. Like after that, it's like I like I love the first couple of days. It's awesome. When, unless there's like your teams in it, or goal like Florida Gulf Coast, who's a 15 seed, wins a couple of games. I'll just watch for good games. Like okay, that's cool. It's on. I'm not gonna watch every game in Sweet 16 because the first weekend's awesome. But by then it's like, oh, it's cool. You got good teams. I'll watch good basketball, but I'm I'm not gonna invest a ton of time or schedule my whole evening around those fine that second weekend. I'll probably watch a couple, but just kind of tune in and out and do other things. Yeah, I, I think I'm with you on that because the the first two days, the Thursday and Friday, I'm absolutely locked in because I want to see all the upsets. I want to see how my brackets doing. All these teams and players I haven't seen all year is really fun to watch, and you know, as the actual game itself gets better, as the, as the teams progress, I think I. I, I still watch as many, if not all, of the games that I can because I enjoy the tournament. But mm-hmm. uh, you can't beat the first two days; those are way too much fun. Those are awesome. Yeah, even more than the Saturday Sunday. Because the only thing oh, I yeah. hate, and I and they do this all the time, which makes me so mad. I get now. I like it's better. Tournament's better now because you can watch. You don't have to pick and choose on CBS only. You don't have to be locked into your area to where you live, or let's cut away to this game. Now it's on every game. It's staggered. It's great. But what I don't get on that Saturday, and I think they do it Sunday, because here's here's what's gonna happen: Duke's gonna win their first game. They're gonna put Duke at the early time slot, and that's the only game you get for two hours. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't get like I get they want the window and stuff, and but the thing is they're on different channels too half the time. They may do a doubleheader on CBS, which is fine on Saturday or Sunday morning. But I don't get why don't if they want to have an exclusive for a while, do a half and then have another game start because when there's a blowout, nobody's gonna watch. You know what I mean? I don't care. It's like, oh, great. Duke's beating this team in Greensboro by 20 points. I don't care. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's in, it's essentially a home game. They're playing some team from all the way across the country in most cases. Um, but yeah, it's usually and, them playing that first time slot as well, no matter where they're playing. They're, oh, yeah. If they're winning, they should, they're usually, if they're a Saturday or Sunday game, they're that first game, and that's the only game you get no matter what. That's my big yeah. beef I have where you have True TV, you have TNT, you have TBS. Mix it in a little bit, just a little bit. It's like like they do on on tomorrow or Thursday. They'll have one game. Twenty minutes later, twenty minutes later, twenty. Like they'll stagger the games throughout the whole day. There's no West Coast only game like they used to have when they had everything start at the same time, and then they had that weird middle game where only if you're on the Pacific time zone you can oh, watch yeah, it. That was, that was awful. Yeah, <laughs> that was weird. Lucky that all the games are on four channels now because I just being out here in the West Coast and you have teams like UCLA that's just absolutely dismantling like a fourteen or fifteen seed. And then you see a score on the top right. You see like a 13 seed that's nearly beating a four seed it's with like a minute left, and you're stuck watching Bucknell, this Kansas. Get stuck. You can't watch Bucknell, Kansas. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I remember they used to do. Now they have March Madness free. They did on DirecTV where you could pay like 70 bucks, or whatever. But even better, like it was okay, almost better. It was about five years ago when they because the March Madness on demand is pretty new. They had it one year ready to pay ten bucks. I'm like, I'm paying ten bucks for this. I'll watch on my computer. I'll watch on my crappy smartphone from five years ago that sort of worked <laughs> to get to stream these good games. I paid money to do that. Now it's free. It's like, whatever. We'll we'll get to it later. But Iowa State, Nevada. Here is um. So we said Iowa. They, they won the Big Twelve. They're ranked the top twenty five. They're a formidable opponent. CBS Sports. They ranked every team. Um. They like Iowa State a lot. Eleven. Eleven, the best team in the tournament. That that seems a little high to me. Um, I I think Iowa State's a really good team. They're definitely a late bloomer. They're playing their best basketball right now because uh, they they've been a little bit a little bit shaky throughout December and January. Um, but they have they have two really good players with Morris and Burton and a really good solid three guy in Long. But I don't I don't know if eleven because that would mean that uh, most would project that 
this team is at three seed if you have them 11th overall, and I don't know if they're that caliber. I, I should have it up here. They put the seed line out exactly order, but th- this is from Matt Norlander. He puts it up. He does good stuff for CBS. He has them as a dark horse Final Four. Morris is probably the best guard in the country. You know who Don- Deontay Burton is, right? Former yep. Wolfpack player. That will be uh, quite interesting. So let's get to the let's get to the real stuff for this for this tournament. We don't care who well we care who wins, but there's a little beef on Twitter when this game got announced a little bit. <laughs> there are people. I know you when we watch election coverage or coverage like that, when you're out in those East Coast randos, uh Brian Williams and whomever, Chris Matthews, those type of guys. Mm-hmm. Let's 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 go out to Oregon. No. Oh, no. It's not Oregon. It's Oregon. And this is Nevada, not Nevada. And here's here's what here's what has here's for those who are wondering, because we've had Nevada. this issue, it's this. Nevada. <laughs> Nevada. Yes, one more time. Let's restart this. Nevada. Nevada. <laughs> Nevada. Not Nevada. Nevada. It's easy. Is it, is it not easy? It is. Here's the reason why there's concern or issue. There's a town in Iowa called Nevada. Or, crap. Not Nevada. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like, you now. Well, I mean, it's saying the other way because you got Nevada. They have a Nevada. A city called Nevada, Iowa, for some strange reason, because Nevada technically means like snow-capped mountains or something, but I don't know why it's Nevada. Nevada. <laughs> Nevada. It's not, it's Nevada, and so there's uh, people on Twitter, like guys from TV, TV in that area on Iowa. It's like, how do we say it? What's the name? Well, I say it this way. It's like, no. So our our good my good friend Parker Robertson used to do stuff for us. He made it simple. N e v a parentheses duh. Nevada. <laughs> I saw that too. It's yeah. Like, duh, duh, you That's what it is. <laughs> so for those, if you're listening, like Iowa State people, if you somehow stumble across this, Nevada. And then the best part was they're playing this game in Milwaukee. And yes, if you're on TV, typically you don't really have a too much of a local accent. You want more of a like you and me don't really have an accent at all. I don't think they'd rather have voices like this where it's not an accent, where East Coast or Chicago or whatever the, or midwest some midwest are kind of weird but there are people that have that just because so how are they going to say nevada i don't know hey so i think some people like uh my, my dad's from the midwest and he doesn't say it but i know other people they say wisconsin really strange wisconsin say, it, it, Sheboygan? <laughs> <laughs> I they say something like uh like wisconsin they they the the sk is is really pronounced yes hey, I'm, i don't I, know what that is not Wisconsin, but Wisconsin. Yeah. <laughs> Wisconsin. <laughs> Something like that. So and the best part, so here's also the on the, we're playing we're playing Iowa. Iowa State, excuse me, Nevada is. And Oh wait, hold on. Nick Duncan gave us a retweet. What's this about? Hold on a second. What is what's going on here? Oh, because they're playing Utah. Oh, I could go to that game. I should see if I should go to that game. What's Nick Duncan doing? Oh, it's just a he was on the photo basically saying when one door closes, another one opens. We retweeted something. I thought he retweeted us, but it's just saying postseason basketball. We'll get to that later. I actually may go to that game because it's an 8 o'clock tip, and I'm right around the corner. So, And I Sweet. work for, and I work for the company that broadcasts the game, so I could probably just walk on in. So, awesome. I might do that. And I, I could show him, take him to the best pizza place, place around, the Pie Pizzeria. We could, we could walk there if you want, Nick. It's close enough from the basketball arena to get there. <laughs> we could have... <laughs> 
<laughs> share a pie before you head home. Before you head home. <laughs> oh, you think he's sharing? I don't know if he's gonna share. Hey, they have. You look this up when we're done. The pie, or pie, the pie pizzeria in Salt Lake. It's right by the university. They have a pie. Oh, I need to look at that. It's like a good. No, they have giant pie. Trust me. <laughs> Hold on. Like I'm, I'm talking like 28 inches or something. What? I'm, I mean, I gotta pull up right now. I gotta see. Right. Hold on. I haven't been there a while because it's not near me, but I need to see the exact size. Like I see pictures, people can't get it through their doors. So you have to like go through the garage or cut it what? in half or something. <laughs> yes, hold on. Okay, yeah, I was mistaken. <laughs> hold on, let's see here. Pizza. I haven't been here in a while. Where's the pizza? Wings and bread, pie. I think, hold on, menu. It's something huge. But it's like they have like the best toppings. They're like, it's. do you like Papa John's pizza at all? Uh, I, I can't say I've had it more than three times. Okay. They, they spell it. They put big like they have large toppings on there essentially. That's how this place is, but more than that, like bigger toppings. More if basically if you're if you're allergic to cheese, don't go there or milk because there's enough cheese in there that'll make you sick. Oh my gosh! Because it's that much cheese, they put huge toppings. I'm trying to find the size. If I gotta find it here, build your own pie. Um, no giant. Tw- be all over this. Twenty three inch pie, sixteen slices. Oh my gosh! If you want a cheese only pie, it's called the giant. It's a twenty seven ninety nine. <laughs> Twenty seven ninety nine for and if you eat additional topping, it's four bucks each. Gourmet topping six forty nine. Oh my! <laughs> and eat meals for like another week or something. Like if I go there, like not to go off topic for food talk, but I'll get like a uh, calzone. It's huge, or I'll get like two slices. But like if you get like just a regular medium, like six slices, it's huge. That's well enough for three people. More than like you can have two pieces and be stuffed for how much it is for like the smallest one they have. Do they do they have any like standard size pizza for for normal people? <laughs> well, I mean like a twelve inch. I mean yeah, twelve inch medium. Okay. But they're kind of thicker slices. It's like a thick crust pizza. They put a lot of cheese on there, so it's like real hearty and full filling. So mm-hmm. like it's like two slices is very plenty, plenty. But I just kind of thought of that. We can go have a go get some pie after the game. <laughs> that would be Nick Duncan's spot. I can already tell. That, that would be, I need to, maybe I'll tweet Adam's like, hey, check this out. So here's <laughs> here's with the game. Um, Iowa State, if you, we have a bunch of uh, SB Nation sites on here. So you go to Wide Right Natty Light. Yes, that's their official website name. It's been around for a while. Um, they are um, jokers. They like to joke a lot. They like to have fun. And so I'm, they had a little conversation with on Twitter if I could find it. Here we go. They did earlier with Matt is just a you should find it. They basically did like replies and gifts essentially for an hour. <laughs> nice. That's good. That's quality content. Quality. And so two things about that. Um, oh, where's the first one? There we got a lot of interaction today, so we appreciate that. Um, okay, so we approve of this mess of this um, article they wrote. But do you guys know how to the correct pronunciation of Nevada, which we already did? They go Las Vegas, <laughs> and they spell it L O S S V A Y dash G A S. Las Vegas. Wow. Las, Las Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> and so the reason what's um the reason behind that is because the article they wrote, which was hilarious, and I'm glad they did this. Their tweet: Nevada was one of the best teams in the Heart of Iowa Conference this season, and will be a formidable opponent. It's like, wait, what's the Heart of Iowa Conference? Well. We found it. It took me a while to find it. Their website um, is like a um, – I don't know how to describe this. It's like a fifth grader made, I'm assuming. It's, it, or no, no, let's say it's, it's, it's potentially made by one of their high school students because it looks pretty bad. But the, it goes, welcome to the Heart of Iowa Conference. The Heart of Iowa Conference prides itself on being one of the premier high school conferences in the state of Iowa. Comprised of 14 large uh, culture, culturally 
diverse high schools located in Iowa. Enrollment, pretty big size high schools, 1,200 to 2,500. So they put an article, a decent amount of article, because it's timely too. They had the all-conference team from Nevada basketball, their Twitter handle, Nevada Cub, Cubs B-Ball, on March 8th, so just a couple days ago. <laughs> they go out to, they basically go out to break down that team a little bit, put the record in there, They how they had a first team, second team, a honorable mention. Basically, they're starting five, got an award. So they go into an article about that. <laughs> This is good. They have one guy on the first team and two guys on the second team. Oh my gosh, this is good. It's it's hilarious. Like ISU does not needs to be careful not to overlook the Cubs after starting their losing four of six games. Nevada finished thirteen of four, or or would they call this Nevada? Like how they pronounce this team name though? If it's a Nevada basketball, would it be a not the proper pronunciation? It would have to be right. I don't know Nevada, not Nevada. Or Nevada, I mean. <laughs> Dang it. It'll say somebody. Ne- Nevada, wouldn't it? Nevada, yeah, Nevada basketball, yeah. And here's like, obviously, fake quote. Uh, guys, I think you got the wrong team. Coach uh, Henson wrong, wrongly suggested. <laughs> Leave me alone. How'd you even find my house? I'm calling the cops. <laughs> <laughs> so this oh is. Gosh. They're brilliant. They, they do lots of they do lots of weird stuff, funny stuff. So we probably maybe we'll do a Q and A and have some fun with it because we'll definitely bring this up again, but. At, on, on the serious side, um, a lot of teams like are saying like this could be a potential like final, not final four, excuse me, like winning a couple games because it is the, it's a five twelve game, so we know what that means. You're gonna take the five twelve, right? You're gonna take the twelve half the time, right? Yeah, I, I don't have the percentages right in front of me. I want to say five seeds win maybe sixty five percent of the time, which which seems good, but when you compare it to uh, six seeds and compared to four seeds, it's it's definitely an outlier, so you you never you never know what could happen. And usually, the four seeds come out of the Sweet Sixteen. There, there could be some. I don't know, like who are I should I should pull up here, like the twelve seeds. Like Nevada has like an RPI. Their RPI did it finish at twenty nine? Yeah, I think it was. I'm pretty sure it was twenty nine. I think it was I saw top this 30. morning. Yeah, I knew I saw this morning twenty nine. I don't know if it went up one or two after today's games. Probably not. But like Scott Van Pelt, Seth Davis, they're all saying watch out for Nevada as a five twelve upset, possibly Sweet Sixteen. Or hey, how would you like a Purdue Nevada matchup round two? Oh man, yeah, <laughs> it, would, it would be so hard for me to stay unbiased. But uh, that would be an awesome game just from a viewer's perspective. Even though I wouldn't be able to watch the game from a viewer's perspective, but a couple of big uh, men, it's a pretty good NBA guys on the front court for both oh, teams. Yeah. So. And, and two teams that can shoot the three ball as well as any in the country. So what is it? I'm hoping Caleb, that's the case. What's the big guy from, uh, from Purdue? Caleb Swinger? Caleb Swanigan. Swanigan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think he was a UNLV target at some point, but we'll put some, like, here's what we're doing. Like we're kind of joking around BS and there's just so much stuff going on. We're looking into the team. So that's why we joked about the Nevada, Nevada thing, looking at where they're ranked, like uh, kind of the top 68, who put them where, Talking about the uh, Nevada, I'm gonna say the, I'm gonna call them the Nevada Cubs. Is that a good way to go with it? I like that. Yeah. <laughs> the Nevada Cubs. <laughs> but that was hilarious. I, that they are good. Go read, there's a little bit more to it. Go read it. They like, really break down the team. This player did this. They they went on the winning streak of this. They won the tournament or they won this or did that. But for but seriously for Nevada, they've won nine in a row. They're a team like I. If you go back and listen to a couple of shows before, I always felt it'd be them or Boise. I, I shouldn't have written off CSU, but I kind of did earlier than I should have. But with the way Nevada plays, their team, like we've seen them all year, they're a good enough team where they go on to run what they're doing now to win a couple games. Like they have two NBA players on this roster. And typically if you're going to make a run or get an upset, you're going to have multiple future pros. And I think they have two NBA players on this roster. 
I, I think uh, I could tell from the get-go that at the very least, this Nevada team would uh, contend for the Mountain West title. And just the roster itself, even though they only plays six guys consistently, uh, the, the talent that they put on the court is, is fantastic. They have guys that are um, able to shoot the three, they're really athletic, which is not something you typically see from a mid-major. And I, even though Iowa State's a really good team, and you said Norlander has them, what did you say, 11th? 11, yeah, 11. Yeah, I, I, I think this is still a good draw um, because uh, as, as much as I like Purdue, um, I, I am not completely sold. They've been inconsistent, and Iowa State has too. Um, so uh, I'm, not, I'm not guaranteeing that Nevada comes out to Sweet 16 and all, but uh, there are much worse draws that the Wolfpack could have gotten, so I think they, they should be pretty content with, with their situation. And they also could have uh, traveled all the way to Orlando, so going from Reno to Milwaukee is, is not bad at all. It's reasonable, yeah. Looking at, I got it right here, Iowa State under the t- committee, they have them as number 20 team overall. Yeah, that's fair. Which is the highest five seed, or five seed. Right, um... No, no, it was five seed. Sorry. Yeah, that's right. My math's right there. So, like with this, with this, these teams, you still there with me? Yeah. Okay, so it got really quiet. I just dropped off for a minute. Sorry. Okay, the Big Twelve. Like, honestly, is the Big Twelve that great of a conference? It, it's hard to gauge the Big Twelve because uh, the teams beat up on each other so much, like the Big Ten. But uh, it, it's a good conference. I think it's better than the ACC. It's a good league, but like after really after Kansas, who like Texas wasn't that great this year. Um, I don't even who was the highest. I'm trying to see who the highest RPI outside after Kansas was. So you got you got Kansas. Baylor was pretty. Um, oh, and, Baylor, I guess they dropped off yeah, a bit because they were pretty good for most shaky, of the year. Yeah. But like, I don't. West, you, I know you like West Virginia. Our, their RPI was 21. The Iowa State, not that RPI matters. 23 and 10. Here's the thing that'll be interesting in this game. Like road neutral splits. Iowa State wasn't great. They're eleven and seven, five and six in road games, six and one neutral. I don't know all the neutral games splits they had overall, but when you look at Nevada, they were much um, much better road. Well, almost yeah, twelve and five road neutral games, and so maybe that could be an advantage. They play better away from home, and we know that. I'm not saying Big Twelve road games are tough. Going to Fog Island to play, going to. Um, where you play, T, um, not TCU, but Baylor's a good team. Going to University of Texas to play. Texas, Texas, tough way to get out there. Just a long road trip to get to, not easy to get to. But in the Mountain West, like, road games are tough everywhere. And so I'm wondering if that could be a key factor if you're debating on. Because the 5 12 lots trendy upset, all that fun stuff. They're not far apart. Like, even seeing a 13 get a victory is not that shouldn't be that rare or surprising. Especially if you trust the RPI, if you trust what Ken Palm, all that stuff is. These teams are relatively close overall. And Iowa State playing not that great on the road, that could be a thing where a reason you'd want to take Nevada instead. Yeah, it's possible. Um, you know that with the fans showing up for the Purdue Vermont game, uh, they'll be rooting for an upset. So you have Catamounts. to always, always yeah. factor. Yeah, the, yeah, the Catamounts. You always have to factor that in. Uh, so there, there will definitely be a, a decent Nevada contingency in the crowd, which always helps, especially when you're. Uh, you're facing off a team like Iowa State that's not too far from home in Milwaukee. So yeah, do you know how far it is? The distance between the two? Uh, I could I can pull up real quick. I had a, a huge table with every single potential location. <laughs> um, no, that's uh, no. That's... I, I think that was their their closest here. I have location right here. 
I think it have to be because there's like I said, there's Lando, there's Salt Lake, there's uh. It's uh. uh closest uh tulsa's 496 indianapolis is 492 so they're fairly close and nevada is uh looks like uh, i don't know if i have it on here it's i mean obviously it's a much further distance but i would say it's pretty close to home i made a mistake um i'm a dummy i thought somebody said that same dante burton was the same one i'm a dummy it's not it's the same name i apologize for people who were yelling at me so I'm like, I, I, didn't Chris Murray say something about that though? Well, he put it right here. Like he, I'm on his page. On he wrote something up now. He's like, Deontay Burton is one of the best players in World Bike history, and Deontay Burton will be on the court for this game. Only won't play for Nevada. Iowa State's Deontay Burton began his career at Marquette before transferring to the Cyclones. I that's where I saw it too. Maybe he just compared it just to be fun or whatever, just to compare. Like, hey, look at this interesting fact. I thought he transferred, but I'm probably wrong. So those who are yelling at me, get off me. Sorry. <laughs> I was confused by what he was meaning there, but uh, yeah, me too. I guess we get it now. And so, like, here's a couple of things you need to know about. Like, we'll get we'll dive into this game more because there's a lot more research before I actually know the team. Because, like I said, I don't watch too much Big Twelve basketball. You know, like, there's it's like if you're whatever, and in this tournament, unless it's a team you've played before or even nearby, doing this as quickly, I don't watch enough basketball. Say, hey, Iowa State's that good. I know they have a guard. He's really good. All American guard, actually, Monte Morris. There, they had beat they uh, won the Big Twelve tournament they have beaten good teams. Like, they beat Kansas and Baylor this show already, and that's a big deal. Where the best game for Nevada was uh, St. Mary's opening night, they also ended up by double digits. Yeah, I mean, Nevada has the work cut out for them. I've I've seen a handful of Iowa State games this year. Obviously not enough to get a, a full assessment of the team, but they can play. They've they've had some, some good wins this year. They've also had a few confusing losses. They lost to uh, Vanderbilt on the road, which – which made the tournament, as we know, but they've up and down. So I, I know. And then they've also lost to uh, TCU and, and Iowa on the road too. So uh, as you mentioned, they, they've been a little bit questionable on the road. So see see what happens with that. Here's also an interesting thing too. Like here are two things. Like you could go plus or minus on experience. This is their first tournament for Nevada in seven year, or 10 years actually, in 07. Musselman has never been to NCAA tournament as a head coach. But here's the thing. he has also NBA experience. He's coached around because you can play it two ways. You could say Iowa State's been there five years in a row. They've been there. They know what it takes. They're not nervous. Nevada players, whatever. We're here. We made it. Let's just have fun and play basketball. And if their style goes that way, I can see them running away at this game by maybe ten points. Not necessarily running away, but yeah. winning comfortably for their style of play with alley oops, fast breaks, going down and st- stopping for a, a quick three pointer just because. Yeah, and, and Musselman keeps his guys loose too. We, I mean, we know that we've seen him in interviews. Um, Shirtless must I mean, happen. <laughs> I was just gonna, I was just gonna mention that. Um, but, but the way he coaches is really is fun because he keeps his guys uh, able to keep their own personalities. Uh, Steve Prom is a second year coach for Iowa State, so it's not like he has a ton of experience in the tournament either. Uh, although Cyclones made the Sweet Sixteen last year. Um, shout out to Purdue losing the first round of Little Rock, uh, helping them out <laughs> along the way. Um, but uh, so Prom is new there, and and Musselman's been around the game for as long as we can remember. Uh, one other thing, non-coaching related in terms of experience, Iowa State. Uh, their starting lineup: Monte Morris is a senior, Naz Long is a senior, Matt Thomas is a senior, Deontay Burton is a senior, and <laughs> uh, and Solomon Young is a freshman, but he also shares some time with. Uh, Nick Weiler Babb, who's a sophomore. So a big uh, this is one of the top five teams in terms of experience in the country. Uh, so they won't be phased either. 
Uh, it, it'll, and they play mostly one lineup, uh, as far as I can see right now. So they they have a lot of similarities to uh, Nevada, but they also have a lot of differences, and I think that is probably where the game will be decided. Yeah, this game right now, really quick, Iowa State's only six-and-a-half-point favorite. And here's two more facts. Most of these are from Christian Murray, so check his article out. I'll probably link to this. I'm going to do a kind of a daily hike or whatever post I do and put a ton of info today throughout the week. So look out for that. Probably post it like early every morning this week just to – so much info won't be all tomorrow because it's just so much of what's going out there and me finding oh, stuff yeah. too. But two things he found – like he goes in this team. There is an Iowa State transfer on the Nevada team sitting out this year. Hollis, was it Hollis Cook? Or is it Hales Yeah, House Cook. House yeah. Cook. So there could be a little bit there, especially with them having – he played for the same coach there last year. And with um, four seniors starting, he's familiar with the team. So there can be – you don't want to rely on that too much, but there are some tips or tricks you can learn from that guy about certain things for each player's tendencies since he's around them for quite a while, at least in one year. And so – and must already spent like at least five minutes chatting with them about this team. So that's a, that's a pretty big deal. And then also rebounding. We see what Cameron Oliver does. He only scored four points in the title game, but had fourteen rebounds. He's had what is it? Does he average a double double? I'm assuming, or if not, very close. I think he does. Yeah, I think he and Moglo are the only ones in the conference this year to average a double double. So Iowa State's two ninety five in the nation rebounding out of three fifty one of teams. They're a minus three point six. Well, Nevada's a three point nine. And, and not only that, uh, they're not a very good rebounding team, as you said. They also don't have much size up front. Uh, their power forward is 6'5", 250. And I want to say uh, Marcus Marshall, who's uh, who's a shooting guard for Nevada, he's right around there. He's about 6'4". Uh, DJ Fenner, who's the three guy for Nevada, he's 6'6". So uh, in terms of size, Nevada completely outsizes Iowa, which is especially strange for a game featuring a power conference for a mid-major because you rarely see mid-major teams with far more size than power six teams, but that's the case in this matchup. Yeah, the Burton is their leading rebounder, just over five per game. Wow. And they only use two rotational players bigger than 6'5", so you're correct. So here's the... <coughs> so here's this game. Oh, man, I, I really... I, 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 have, wait, have you filled out the bracket yet at all? Have you done that? I've looked at it a little bit, but I want to wait to really digest all the numbers and really see what... Not, I guess see what people are saying to do the opposite of it. I, you know what? I'll see. I'll see what Barkley does, and then I'll just flip every pick that he has, and I'll probably end up with a few million dollars. Ah, uh, the good old Chuck. But yeah, <laughs> this like I've 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 looked at no because I've been busy doing some articles, doing some research, doing some other stuff around the house. I've looked at a few Nevada things, looked at some NIT stuff. We'll discuss some NIT in a moment here, but. I hear I hear saw on Twitter. Oh, Seth Davis likes Nevada. Um, Scott Van Pelt likes Nevada. I'll probably put, put post that in the article tomorrow about what he said. I would have downloaded it to have you guys listen to it, but I didn't have time to do that. But I, like you said, size is a big deal. Iowa State's really good at shooting three point shot, so they because they're twelfth in the nation. So if they can hop from threes, that's that could counteract if they're out rebounded by ten, because that difference is um seven point seven difference rebounding. The minus three six to plus three nine, so there could be so if Nevada rebounds them by eight, but Iowa State goes twelve of twelve of twenty eight from three point range, something ridiculous like that with it within their range, that'll counteract any fast break points or quick buckets they get from second chance points too. Yeah, and and one other thing 
Um, the one of the things that I look at when I'm trying to decide on upsets, and I've I'll send you this article when I find it. I read that a few weeks ago. When you see teams that are seated 12th or worst, when they pull up upsets, it's typically because they add the number of attempts they can shoot the basketball. It makes sense. Uh, but that comes in terms of taking care of the basketball, forcing turnovers, and getting offensive rebounds. And if Nevada plays anything like they did in the second half against Colorado State, turning the ball over over and over again, that's going to be extremely problematic because the Cyclones, they, they're third in the country in turnover percentage, so they rarely turn over the basketball, and that's uh, especially due to Monte Morris, the senior guard who's as good as anyone in the country. So the Wolfpack have to take care of the basketball, and they have to uh, crash the boards because they have a major size advantage, so they have to uh, really take advantage of that. One thing as well, um, best in the country, 14%. Turno- what's turnover percentage? Do you know what that means? Or what that yeah, so that's, that's just the number of possessions that you turn the basketball over. And so for your own turnover percentage, how often you turn over, and then opponents is how often opponents turn over. Oh, the difference, essentially? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they're number one in the country in turnover percentage. I Gotta take care of the basketball. <laughs> yes, yeah, do not give up those buckets. And I tried to pull this article here about how Iowa State can make weekend two, but apparently, oh, I got an error message here. That's, oh man, like apparently, oh, page not found. Oh, here it is. Iowa State. This is from. Let me guess. Our good, our oh, Myron Metcalf from ESPN does pretty good stuff with their hoop stuff. He um, winners of the weekend. They go winners like winners, whatever losers, that type of quick hit stuff. So they mentioned uh, Iowa State, one of the hottest teams in the country, uh, has experience in Milwaukee, as we stated. If they get past Purdue, they go to Kansas City. So, obviously, big show tournament there. A lot of good fans come there. Could play Kansas again. <laughs> That'd be tough. They don't mention – I guess their winner at this point is because of they're playing well and the geography. Not necessarily – well, I guess three things. Playing well, size advantage – experience, excuse me, experience advantage, and location. This doesn't give me too much confidence in p- picking Iowa State Sweet 16 based on that if I'm just scrolling around and reading random stuff off the internet. But yeah, One one other thing I found, Chris Foreman, uh, he does a lot of writing for Purdue. Mm-hmm. Um, he mentioned the four teams that are in this pod, Purdue, Vermont, Iowa State, and Nevada. Since February, they're combined 39-6. and six. So uh, it's wide open. I think this pod's as wide open as, as any as you'll find in the this tournament this year. Haslam Metrics. He has Nevada second in the country in terms of momentum, playing the best basketball they've played all year. Iowa State's 19. So all four of these teams are playing uh, exceptionally right now, and I think that's what makes this wide open. I would be surprised if both both four and five seeds advance to the round of 32, just because Vermont and Nevada played, have, have played really well the last few weeks. So you think at least one of those two will get – there'll be a double-digit seed, either one of those teams will move on? I, th- I think to the round of 32, it, either Nevada or Vermont. Not both, but I think one of them will probably advance. Who are you, who would you At this moment, who would you give that edge to? I would I would probably give it to Nevada. I think that's because Nevada and, and Iowa State match up pretty well. They play similar styles. I think Purdue will be able to take care of Vermont. They have a lot of size up front and, and shoot the basketball really well. I, was, I saw Vermont play the other day. I wasn't all that impressed. Obviously not knowing that Vermont would match up against Purdue, but I think uh, Boylish should have enough to win that first game. All right, so let's get to some NIT stuff a little bit. Well, I guess we ended the whimper, whatever. <laughs> NIT, um, <laughs> shoot, I had the bracket. Oh, I had the bracket somewhere just in front of me. 
Um, I know they got new rules. We'll discuss that. Um, here we go. Cal, Syracuse, Iowa. I like how Syracuse is playing Greensboro. That's exciting. It's <laughs> hilarious. Yeah. Okay, bracket loading. I know. Um, well, here's what we do know. Boise State's playing at Utah. That That's a Tuesday night, I believe. Am I correct on that? I, I don't know. I haven't looked at that yet, but that would be a quick turnaround. I think it's March 14th. Hold on. I have it here. Actually, hold on. Let me go to CBS's website because they have it, but they've actually do stuff like that. But you had Colorado State play and hosting as a four C versus what College of Charleston. Um, I got too many tabs up in here, folks. I just, pen and paper goes a long way sometimes <laughs> to write something down. Underrated. So you're right. So it's right in front of you. I have like 15 tabs open and half of them. I don't need a lot of this uh, Midwest stuff now, but uh, keep it on open. But yeah, you have, here we go. I'll go in order really quick. Um, Cal Bakersfield. No Colorado State. Yeah, College of Charleston. That's a ESPN three March fourteenth, seven o'clock, local time there. That's a yeah, that's a Tuesday night because today's the twelfth. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah. Tuesday night. Then you have um, Utah Boise State up in Salt Lake City. That's the fourteenth as well. Eight p- eight p.m. local tip there for in Utah on ESPNU. And then we have San- Fresno State TCU. That's the fifteenth. And then there was. Wait, did say I thought San Diego State got in? Did they not get get in? STSU missed. Yeah, those are the only teams listed here. Yeah. Oh, I thought I saw that. New New Mexico both missed. I I kind of figured New Mexico would miss just because if they I figured the winner of Fresno New Mexico would get in. All right, they do have the CBI now. Let me go take a quick look at that really quick. Hold on. (laughs) I think they would have turned down the CBI. I'm assuming 16 team bracket. Let's see what we got here. At least they put theirs on Twitter, and it's nicer. The College B Bank Invitational. Sorry about the website. Here's a, P- a PNG of the bracket. <laughs> Best of luck to all oh teams. That's their, that's their Twitter there. And I like that's the fact fi- they said. Yes, they go. Sorry oh about the website. God. Here is the uh, PNG bracket. Okay. Oh, wow. That's some me. Vegas 16 stuff right there. It's out. It's out. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh I mean, oh, this is, I got interesting, two interesting pieces of news here. Well, one personal one for the site. Wyoming is in the bracket. Aztec. Yeah, Aztecs must have declined because I'm assuming because these are pay-to-play brackets now, <laughs> the CBI and CIT, and so Wyoming, Eastern Washington, dang, they need I need to get cheese. They can they make this font any smaller on Twitter? Uh, three third, okay, three fifteen nine Eastern. I'm assuming it's at Eastern Washington. I was I would think so, right? You just can't tell, yeah, because oh, they. Oh no, have... no, I think Wyoming's hosting that. I'm pretty Bull... sure I saw that bracket through my feed. I think Wyoming's hosting. I, mean, I guess maybe bowl teams hosting bowl. I guess. I I guess that makes sense. Bowl team, and then personal notes, which is a work thing for me. Utah Valley's in the tournament. Lovely. Hey, there we go. <laughs> they got to go. That's it. Ah, I want to punch <laughs> that game in the face. Quadruple overtime the other night. Yeah, they're going. Yeah, so that's um, it's a road game, Georgia Southern. So. That just means I get I get a few bucks because I produce a radio game. It's exciting. Utah Valley basketball. Mark Pope, trust me. You've heard you probably if you you heard it here first. He'll be a big time head coach somewhere. Mark Pope at UVU. Yes, telling you. How, how many years has he been there? Year. This is year two. Okay. Last year had a lot of transfers. Not healthy. Had to play like very minimal bench. This year. They had one great player who went to Montana last year. Like, BYU really wanted him. But he's like, I'm going to Montana or Montana State. Somehow the scholarship wasn't honored or grades or something, and so he couldn't even come back. But they beat BYU this year. They nearly beat Bakersfield in the in that game the other night, the WAC, WAC semis. 
they struggled a bit this year, but they're an exciting team to watch. If you could somehow watch that game, they shoot a lot of three-pointers. They're a fast-paced team. Yeah, that's fun. <laughs> but I'm telling you, if, if he gets something together like next year, like here's what would be a pretty cool transition. Him going to – some people are saying he'll take over Dave Rose for BYU eventually, but I don't see Dave Rose leaving anytime soon. But how would you – I would love Mark Pope. Mark Pope essentially is a clone of Muscleman, except for Mark Pope is about two feet taller than Muscleman. Because Pope, he played at Kentucky. I think he's an NBA for a while, and he's like a center, like six eleven or something. Oh, he, wow. He's also the coach. This is just off topic. I, I do their coaches show every week, and I, you, you may have saw this if you read Mid Major Madness. I sent them over the link to this. But the final coaches show, I don't think anybody took took him up on this because there's never a result. Had you beat him in ping pong, or his daughters in foosball, he would have paid for your your travel or not travel, but hotel stay at the WAC tournament in Vegas. What? So he he goes off. They did their coaches show from a cherry picker, like the things that where you fix street lights or build window washer stuff at the top of buildings. They did that one day at the Heisman could go did their radio show from there. Oh my goodness! I need to I need to do some research on this guy. He sounds like an interesting person. Go read the midmajormadness.com article. He also suggests doing a ba- he's a bachelor fan. I don't get why sports people like it as is his whole team. And so he's like next year maybe we'll do some sort of bachelor thing for basketball at the end of the games. Oh my goodness. <laughs> But I'm telling you, he's he's like he's like Muslim, and he's that type of guy. But if he gets something cool. going, he could move on to a good coach. So it'd be pretty cool if we were to go to Nevada or something like that. But it's just cool. a personal note on my side. So I guess I better get on Wyoming coverage since they're in the CBI. <laughs> Gotta love the CBI, man. Oh, pay, pay to play. I miss, miss the Vegas 16 or Vegas 8. Do you really? Vegas really? Vegas <laughs> Do you really? Oh, man. <laughs> it was funny. I thought their Twitter account was funny. Which one? Vegas 16? The, the Vegas 16. They changed their Twitter account to like Vegas 8 and they're saying their Twitter account lives on and all this stuff. They would say have some sense still, of humor. Is it still active? Vegas 8? It is, yeah. Someone someone tweeted it from it the other day. <laughs> okay, one last thing on the NIT. Um, we'll get... We'll, we're not going to break down these games. We'll do some previews on the site, but don't worry about too much on that. Let's just say Boise State could beat Utah easily because Utes are up and down. Very up and down, I'll say. Let's just make predictions real quick. I see Boise wins, CSU beats Charleston, and what was the other one? Fresno, TCU? Yeah, that was Fresno's TCU. Mm-hmm. Road game, so TCU, I guess? Yeah, I'm going to go – I'm going Utah over Boise. I I know you've been tough on them, and they've been up and down, like you said. Uh, Ken Palm likes them by eight. I think – Charleston's tough for CSU. Charleston beat Boise early in the year, actually, in the Charleston Classic, so they've had some success against the conference. I'll go I'll go CSU, and then I'll go TCU over Fresno, because that's at home. Okay. No, Fresno's on the... Oh, wait, sorry. TCU over Fresno. Sorry. I thought you said something else. Yeah, T- is at home, right? It is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, sorry. I thought you said something else. Sorry. I almost read the fake rule. Somebody goes, is this real? Because NIT, here's fake rules. Somebody put out, make it, take it after three pointers. <laughs> if a player goes Kobe, it makes a shot, and a game automatically. Oh, ends. Man. Can you imagine playing against Nevada with those rules? Okay, <laughs> no OG Jock's twenty-five point shot is introduced, <laughs> <laughs> and teams oh, are allowed man. to select one fan in attendance to join the roster. Yes, oh, that'd be awesome. But there is. Hold on, let me grab the official new rules. Hold on a second here. Blah 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 blah. Where are they at? I Segment. <laughs> Is that what they're calling it? Not quarters? Nope, it's segments now, apparently, because quarters you... just makes too much sense. Why do you have to make things complicated, NCAA? I don't I... know. I saw I the rules here a minute ago. Where did they go? Do you have them in front of you? Because I thought I had them. Um, 
There's a I saw him earlier. There's a 20 second shot clock instead like the like instead of it's like the NBA if there's a reset on your half of the court instead of getting a full new shot clock you get a 20 second shot clock which is fine. We do a 20 shot 20 second shot clock for the whole game. No, no, no. Like if it goes, say it's um goes out of bounds on the other team on your half of the court, instead of getting a full reset, it goes to twenty. At least that's oh, my okay. understanding. Oh, no, that's a good rule. Yeah, that's decent. And then, okay, here's exactly what it is I found it here because I, I might be speaking out of turn here. Okay, new rules. Okay, experimental rules. Um, two. Okay, instead of two twenty minute halves, they'll have um. Wait a minute. Okay. Blah 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 blah. These rules break down. Okay, fouls. They break. I get okay. Oh crap! CBS, lovely. Sorry, auto play. No, they're not. Oh, the reason, do you know why it's called segments? Because they're not doing like the women's game. They're just resetting fouls after every ten minutes, but it's still a twenty minute half. Once. So how long are these games going to last when they when they have to recalculate fouls? How long is that going to add to the game? So, so player fouls reset too. Well, not like the like the team no team fouls so like bonus double bonus. Oh, that's gonna slow down the games a ton. Yeah, like if you, I guess they mean less free throws. It could be the case, but if you, it's the uh, okay. Here's what it says oh, basically: man. um, two twenty minute halves. These rules um break down the accumulation of team fouls into ten minute segments, provided a snapshot of what a college game could be in four quarters. Why not just do four quarters? Uh, the biggest change, <laughs> yeah, right. The biggest change to yeah. take effect is a re. Oh man. It's just stupid. Resetting team fouls to zero at that 10-minute period. Or, excuse me, segment. Air quotes. Come with me. Segments. In <laughs> uh, these NIT games, after a team after a team commits its fifth personal foul or technic- technical foul in each 10-minute segment and all fouls after that, which makes no sense there, the other team will shoot two free throws. Does that make sense to you? I guess so, but I don't know why you need to implement these rules. That's confusing. Like, if you want to find out how... A college basketball game is played with four quarters. Uh, I have a good idea. Play four May, quarters? Just make the game four quarters. <laughs> I know. Yeah, let me read that again. So in these NIT games, after a team commits its fifth personal or technical foul in each 10-minute segment, on each segment, and all fouls after that, the other team will shoot two free throws. So, yeah, so like if – okay, so if you have five fouls, foul six, seven, eight, nine, you get two free – double bonus essentially until the 10-minute uh, mark or 9.59 mark. That, that's strange to me because I, I understand the thought process because if you're making the game essentially into quarters and say, okay, so the first 10 minutes are going to run pretty smoothly. There's a highly unlikely that a team's already going to be in the bonus after 10 minutes. And then that second quarter of the half would be slowed hey, down. Excuse right? me, segment. Excuse me, segment. Oh, my bad. <laughs> yeah, I need to get the learning curve down. Yeah, segment. <laughs> Whew. Those NIT rules. But it, I, I get it because you kind of want to reset at the end of a uh, segment, and then it's not slowed down for the, the following segment, I guess. But yeah. it, it's a little bizarre because then if you're making the bonus essentially five fouls, that's more than three per 20 minutes than you would have a normal college game because it's seven to get into the One bonus in the college game. Yeah. And, and now it's 10, so that seems like it would slow down the game a lot more. I We'll see, because five fouls can happen pretty quickly. Because if you think about it, it's 10 fouls. Because right, I guess it, I guess their thinking is, because 10 fouls is double bonus. So they're just doing cutting that in half and removing the one and one. 
It, yeah, it, it makes sense. I, I'd like to see it in action, though. But, but there's going to be confusion by officials and refs, oh, how many yeah. fouls, what free throws you're doing. Oh, yeah. And the other change, only two real changes. Change The other one, the shot clock will be reset to 20 instead of 30 when the ball is inbounded in the front court. I like court. that, yeah. So I'm guessing a missed shot out of bounds, you get it 20 seconds, right? Without a change of position? That... I think so. And and after a foul that is in the bonus, I'm pretty sure. That too, yeah, foul. Like it's just an inbounds foul. Mm-hmm. All right, so that's, that's after – after yeah, after I think doesn't the NBA do that, but they do like I think fourteen seconds. Yeah, it's fourteen. So you mm-hmm. think 10, 10 seconds off, so that's their thinking. So it's a good thing we butchered the end of the show there to go through those rules. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, anything else we need to discuss? Um, about we're gonna do this again on Tuesday with Brandon, our um, our Nevada guy, to talk about uh, this matchup here. Anything else we yeah, need to know? Final I thoughts? Think that's about it. Uh, go off, go fill out some brackets. Come join our bracket pool, right? Yahoo. Yes, yeah, we're on Yahoo. So check out a Yahoo bracket. Um, they'll be posted in the morning. There's a post right now. Um, probably no prizes, but bragging rights. If let's say this, do we say something? If you beat Eli, he'll give you a virtual high five. <laughs> yes, there we go. Hey, is there anything better than bragging rights? Because those those last forever. Those are invaluable. Exactly. All right. So that's our show for tonight. We've got a good time frame. And before we go, let's um for those Iowa Iowa State people, should we give them one last treat? Sounds good. Is, is, that, is it the Cubs? Is that the team we're gonna be actually? Should we rename that, this team to right. Nevada Cubs? Yes. Nevada. Yeah, maybe I'll I'll try to work with uh, some Photoshop or something. Nevada. Yeah. Here we go. Here's how you say it, guys. Oh wait, hold on. I paused it. Nevada. Nevada. Duh. Duh. Nevada. Nevada. <laughs> Duh. Maybe I'll do that too. Maybe I'll make. I I got this new program. I use or Canva.com. I use that since. I don't technically have Photoshop, or I don't, because that's a pretty cool. It's kind of a template thing. So maybe I'll do something with the Nevada Cubs, or Nevada. Yeah, I guess it's. I guess if we're doing it, it's the Nevada Cubs. If they're talking about it, it's the Nevada Cubs, or uh, Nevada. Nev- I, I should ah! send them a tweet or something. Nevada. <laughs> yeah, when we do it, it's the Nevada Cubs. They do it, it's the Nevada Cubs. <laughs> All right, so oh check my. check out our show, mwcconnection.com, Blog Talk Radio, Stitcher, um, wherever you get your podcast app, and. Normally we end with we're biased against your team, but we don't want to be biased this week because somebody was upset I didn't say it last time when we did a show. Like, where was the bias against your team? How about we're biased? We are we're biased for our team. Is that good enough to say for 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 Nevada? We're biased. Yeah, and we're also we're we're biased for our team. I think we're also biased uh, for our what geographical concerns or something like that. Sure. Let's just hope you get G. Uh, March Madness app is geo free across the nation across the world. Oh man. You can I'm lose sleep over that. At least you can get some highlights, right? At the, yeah, see, and you know what? People, I have, I'm following enough people on Twitter. I'll I'll see what's going on. Just ask somebody to periscope it, man. Come on. Yeah, there will be people. Four of my friends put put uh, their phone in front of separate channels and make it work from there. Or actually, let me ask you this. Um, I assume. Well, well, do you have a paid TV provider you're part of? DirecTV, yes, Comcast. Yeah, um, Comcast. I don't, okay, I don't know how Comcast does. Can't you download stuff to your DVR then to your phone? I I don't know. I have I've never even really used oh. DVR before. Okay, because Directv, you can like if anything you it's on your DVR, you could uh, stream it on your phone. So I'm saying just, oh, man. but I'll take up a ton of space on your DVR because how many games are there? Yeah, there's a ton. We need a, right? Yeah. How come there's not a channel? This is a, an idea that should happen. You got the red zone. You got the goal line channel. You got the Premier League channel for oh, highlights. I see where you're going with it. Where's the March Mad? Where's the March Madness channel for that? Oh my gosh, Turner, you're missing out, right? That, that is that is perfect. 
That's a dream come true right there. That that's all I need. Like because I watched I watched the college football goal line. There's it's kind of a lot of games because college football is so many. But I'll tune into that. I have the Red Zone channel. I'll, if my Cowboys aren't playing, I'll watch that for a little while. But where is it for March Madness? Red Zone for March Madness would be just the the pinnacle of sports television. The buzzer beater channel, right? Is that what it's called? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Give me just give me a job, Turner. I solved your problems. I'll give you. You'll make you'll make more money back for paying the NCAA billions of dollars for this package. Oh yeah. And what you can do? Here's what you can really do: stick it on True TV or something. Once because once their game's over, they don't have that many. I don't know. I'm just yeah, yeah, exactly. Million dollar thinking. Not this is a, like a billion dollar idea. Come on, not a million dollar idea. Oh, it's it's gonna generate more than that. <laughs> All right, so that is the end of our show. So we'll have another show Tuesday. We'll talk about more NCAA, maybe a little um, NIT, see what's going on. But, uh, Eli, thank you for joining us. We'll have some stuff up on the site, at least when you're in the country. But we'll see you guys next time. And um, 